Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmaville. And joining us as always. No, knock it off. <laughs> okay, Broadway. <all> right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Phil Ranta, the sports outsider. Yeah, I don't know anything about sports. I feel like I should do one new and unique thing per intro. You that? should do one u- new and unique thing per episode. I'd be very oh, happy. Oh, <laughs> I'd be very happy. Zing. Say, Phil. Yep. I noticed you have some skin damage on your nose. It appears to be sunburned. It was uh, from radiation from the sun. Yeah, how about this? Uh, did you catch any games this week, Phil? No. Did you play any games this week, I Phil? I did. Oh. I played in my uh, full-screen intramural soccer league. That's the name of uh, my company that I work for, and then we play in an intramural soccer league. Uh, so if you were playing soccer, that must be a fake sunburn that you have. No, I was actually like a fake outside. injury. No, yeah. I was actually okay. outside. Maybe you should have worn like a hat. Or some FPF. How would SPF? I hit the ball with my head if I was wearing a hat? Pretty much the same way. Did you did oh. you really did you really have a header? Yeah. The, bullshit. No, I did. I don't believe it. I did. I swear I did. I feel like you're the guy trying yeah, to do not, a header, uh, like trying not, to get in there and do a header because it's a thing. I almost that, scored know. a goal. That's really? not good for yeah. you. There's some they research. stopped it. Yeah, close <laughs> only counts in horseshoes and nuclear war, Phil. It's true. We came in second place in the league. That was the finals. Really? Yep. The, was it the championship? It was the championship. We came in second. That's we pre- lost. Hey, hey, that's that's pretty good for you. Thank <laughs> you, jerk. Hey, e- even though I'm horribly out of shape and I treat my body like crap, I don't know anything about sports, I can kick a ball with my feet. You don't treat your body like, well, okay, I think that was true. a great commentary on uh, football. Football. Yeah. It's true. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update, Tim- news roundup. Tim Tebow, update, watch, update, news roundup. Brought to you by... Mantos, feel the rush, eat your mouth, news roundup. <laughs> Yeehaw! Lasso that piggy boy! Come here! Yes! We really got to talk That was awesome! Yeah, that's what really got to talk to guy in the booth, though. It sounds like he he hit the the second drop button a little too early and cut off part of the news. Yeah, that was bothered me. Yeah, absolutely. So we should we should talk to the guy in the booth. Let him know that he screwed up there. Tim Tebow offered job on VH1 show by person not authorized to offer him a job on a VH1 show. <laughs> ah, was it you, Jordan? <laughs> You're not authorized to offer people jobs on VH1 shows. And yet I do all the time, yeah, right? I know, constantly. It's a pickup line. Hey, baby, how's it going? Uh, I'm good. Yeah, you want to you wanna work on a VH1 show? I'm an actress, so that would be perfect for me. <laughs> all right, let's go. It's like selling naked <laughs> calls. Never what? mind. What? <laughs> Keep going. Tim Tebow was eating at the restaurant. Wait rest- a second. Na- that's like naked call? It's a finance term. Okay. Tim Tebow was eating at a restaurant uh, called Boa in Hollywood, a place he one. refers to as Holly Weird when back yeah. home in Florida. Ha. When he was spotted by Cat Bayless, one of the stars of VH1's new dance drama, Hit the Floor. Okay. Cat Bayless. She related to Skip Bayless? Uh, I-, I presume the article would have mentioned that. Okay, yeah. So I don't think so. I just want to find out if she has the douche gene or not. Uh, no, no, actually, no, here we go. 
Cat Bayless, whose father played football at Old Miss and as such is probably racist, <laughs> got a picture with Tim Tebow and then offered him a guest starring role on the show. Whoa. Tebow responded that he would talk to his reps. So you're saying there's a chance. Hey. Uh, Tebow will be an analyst for the upcoming SEC network this year, as we know. And get this. His contract has an out clause if an NFL team signs him. Wow. That was probably the, the most uh, that business affairs exec had laughed at work in a really long time. Yeah. So you you want an out clause in, in case you make an NFL team. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm going to have to run this one up the flagpole. I don't know if I'm authorized to do something like that. This could be a deal breaker. You know what? I'll see what I can do here. While they might, we're at it. They, they might not budge on the issue. We might have to call a board <laughs> meeting. While we're at it, Tim, how about an out clause in case you get a chance to go to the moon? Space travel, you know? You might become an astronaut, Tim. We don't want to prevent you from capturing that opportunity either. Yeah, that would be a similar circumstance. <laughs> yeah. Cap Bayless was in Bring It On again. Oh. oh. And had an arc on One Tree Hill. She's also super hot. Yeah, well, I've, she was in one of the Bring It On movies. That seemed to be the only criteria for being an actress in a Bring It On movie. Yeah, one of the three of those things is awesome. <laughs> Tim Tebow says he'll adopt one day. Ooh. Her? No, 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 no. This is a, this is why it's a news oh. roundup. There oh, are more than okay, one story. Just making sure. I thought we more still More than one about, story. Oh. We call it a news roundup. Talking about Katniss Everdeen. Yeah. There. How do you not understand the formula here? <laughs> I've been on top of this news roundup thing from the very start, Phil. But even the booth guy screws up and jumps. I don't know. It's just I'm, pissing me off. Stop climbing down my throat, all right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Stop climbing. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, when I have a family someday, I'll probably adopt, Tebow told People magazine. Adoption has always been something close to my heart. There are so many kids out there who really need a family. This is sticking with his no sex policy. I know. I, I think He this, wants that to cruise right on into marriage, too. Well, I just think uh, maybe. But it's like one of those things like adoption is great. But yeah. if, if Tebow doesn't have a biological son. The world will be cheated of the Tebow child. Yeah. Which has been spoken about to the prophets for, I don't know, a uh, millennia? Forever, yeah. yeah. I saw it on that Mayan calendar, and I'm like, how'd they know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, well, they were off because they said it happened in, in 2011. Right. Uh, Tebow starred the Tim Tebow Foundation in 2010, and last year he added orphan care to his foundation hmm. to give grants to families adopting special needs children. Meanwhile, bizarro Tim Tebow has given even more money to Planned Parenthood. Oh! Oh, he's got the little goatee? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's so evil. That's how you know it's bizarro Tim Tebow. Yeah. Tim Tebow, update, watch update. News roundup. <laughs> Tim Tebow, update, watch update. News <laughs> roundup. Brought to you by... I just feel the rushing mouth. What do we got on the show today? Uh, we got some pretty good stuff. Uh, we have the coach of the University of Dayton coming on today. Holy wow. smokes. Absolutely. That is great news. They, uh, the as, Dayton Flyers. Absolutely. As we're recording this, the Dayton Flyers have just defeated Stanford to advance to the Elite Eight. This Elite is Eight, a, they're an 11 seed. Yeah, really big deal. So he's going to come on and talk to us about what it's like to be this year's uh, chic Cinderella team. That's great. So, chic Cinderella. Phil, yeah, do we sick. have a chic weird sport? Sven? Uh, <laughs> You're, you almost missed it. You're goddamn know, right we do. And news, news, news. Yep. Now chicer than ever. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Winter Olympics are the new Summer Olympics. Saying something is the new something else died and was buried. Oh, oh I heard that was the new black, though. Oh. Dying and burying them. Yeah. <laughs> 
President of the International Cycling Union, Brian Cookson, has some radical ideas for the Winter Olympics. He says, let's think about the Winter Olympics. Why does it have to be snow and ice? He's talking to the BBC here. Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense. Then. Yeah. <laughs> why, if you why? have a problem with Summer Olympics where the whole thing is perceived as an overheated with too many facilities, too many sports, too many competitors, and so on, why not move some of the other sports indoors that traditionally take place in the Northern Hemisphere winter? Mr. Bond, Cookson said, while aiming his climate change ray directly <laughs> in the face of the Earth's atmosphere. It's a smart move. Uh, why not look at combat sports like judo or indoor sports like badminton? You could even say, what about putting track cycling in the Winter Olympics? I feel like he, he wants he probably wants more exposure for track cycling. He feels like he's got a better chance of getting I it. I feel like he did track cycling third so that he could couch the fact that he was looking out for his own self-interest <laughs> oh, from absolutely. the very start. I mean, the whole time I'm sitting here thinking, why is the president of UCI talking about this at all? Well, apparently the Olympic Committee president has been looking for ways to streamline the amount of sports they have. Because they do have like a lot of sports. Oh, oh, is there a lot of sports in the Summer Olympics? There are a lot. Not as much. I would say the there's Winter a lot Olympics. of events in the Summer Olympics. Oh, Maybe not Joel. enough sports in the Summer Olympics. But the thing about Winter Olympics is it's the, they're, they're not about winter. Like the Special Olympics aren't really special. <laughs> They're winter, different. Winter Olympics, like Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville, aren't a place but a state of mind. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> also, while this guy is talking about shifting the Summer uh, Olympic sports to the Winter Olympics because there are no other options, I know two seasons that feel very uh, upset and neglected. Oh, uh, The good harvest. Point. Spring Olympics, Fall Olympics, an Olympics for every season, <laughs> a sport for everyone, a gold medal for every purpose, legalized marijuana, chicken in every pot. I cheer. For, uh, yeah. <laughs> Get it? Pot, a chicken in every pot. No, we got it. <laughs> we got it. We just didn't laugh. <laughs> College athletes can unionize. Subheadline. Don't worry, middle-aged white sports reporters. This story has plenty of caveats. Yeah. Phew. This, uh, this, is, this, is, this is pretty big news. This is very big news. The Chicago District of the National Labor Relations Board ruled on Wednesday that Northwestern football players qualify as employees of the university and can unionize as long as they were not part of the Wildcats defense last year. Oh! Meow! I can imagine. <laughs> the board ruled players can hold a vote on whether they want to be represented by the College Athletics Players Association, CAPA, which brought the case to the NLRB along with Wildcats quarterback Kane Coulter and the United Steelworkers Union because... Duh, the many similarities between Northwestern students and steelworkers, <laughs> of course. Uh, Northwestern, Northwestern issued a statement shortly after the ruling. Wait, what does he say? Shortly after the ruling, saying it would appeal the f to the full NLRB in Washington. Boo! Nearly all the 85 scholarship players in the Wildcats roster backed the union bid, while the United Steelworkers Union has been footing the legal bills, which, not going to lie, if I was a steelworker, I'd be pretty fucking pissed about. Yeah, let's help our brothers who are be being denied the right to organize. Foreign automakers should be able... Wait, who is this for? College football players? <laughs> yeah. At Northwestern? Did you see their defense last year? <laughs> Meow. Yeah, I can imagine. Steelworkers, very catty. Yeah. Uh, that's what they say about them. Kappa's goals, that's the College uh, Athletes Players Association. And the best frat on in town. <laughs> right? Kappa, 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 Kappa. 
Kappa's goals are pretty much a slice of the American dream. They want less concussions and the ability to profit off their likeness. That's fair. A right that all Americans <laughs> should have. <laughs> Caveats! Yeah. For now, it's just private schools such as Northwestern because federal labor agency does not have jurisdiction over public universities. That's an intriguing development. And right now, it's just football players. Sorry, lacrosse. You're a fucking sieve on the athletic department. <laughs> hey, I know who needs scholarship. Upper middle class kids. <laughs> yeah. And as of now, it's no scabs. Actually, it's no walk-ons. Since they aren't compensated the same way scholarship athletes are, Walk-ons do not have the right to organize. That is an astonishing loophole <laughs> that is really screwing some kids over I feel so bad. hard. I feel bad for those kids. They should get to be part of their yeah. club. Already as a walk-on, you're basically talking like a like a what like a twenty or thirty hour a week commitment that you're getting, and you're not going to play. The only thing like, you're getting is I don't know, mad pussy. Uh, well, okay, yeah, so that's a being, pretty good college benefit. Twenty thirty hours a week in college, yeah, yeah. which you'll do. For man, I mean, I'd do that now, probably. If I'm oh, Joe, meow. <laughs> Manhattan College places coach Steve Mazzello on leave while he reviews his degree status at the University of Kentucky. Oops. He had reached an agreement in principle to become the coach at South Florida University, University of South Florida, sorry. But the agreement was then terminated after that school conducted a background check, which was big news to everyone. South Florida does background checks, guys. <laughs> wow. You're on notice, fake professors looking for a cush job in sunny Tampa, yeah. Florida. Well, for coaches, not for players. Oh, yeah, that's right. Important to remember that yeah. background checks only on the coaches. Yeah. Uh, the Bulls confirmed Wednesday that they had an agreement in principle to lure him away, but the contract was contingent upon a verification of credentials. Uh, Mazzello did, in fact, attend college at UK from 1996 to 2000 in the communications department but did not, in fact, graduate. Hmm. When reached for comment, graduates uh, from Kentucky with a communications degree were said to be unemployed and homeless. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ooh. Also, I mean, really splitting, does it matter if you graduate, if your degree's in communications? Like, so you know. Uh, well, can people in Kentucky really put together a sentence that you can understand? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this was already a joke on Pardon the Interruption. Oh, Yeah, I'm no. sorry, Joel. Yeah, I, it was probably a joke on, on half the news outlets this in the entire country. So that job's off the table, but what yeah. about his current one? Well, a bachelor's degree is required of Manhattan's coach. Of Manhattan's coach. Of Manhattan's coach. Yeah. Manhattan spokesperson Peter McHugh told the New York Times, which, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, this is this is poetic justice. He was going to jump ship for what he thought was a better job, and in doing so, ultimately ruined his current job. Well, he's just been placed Loving on it. leave while he, quote, reviews his degree status with the University of Kentucky. Mm. Sitcom! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coach! They could call it coach. Oh, wait. I, oh, wait. Basically be yeah. uh, a community, you yeah. know, but real life. Can I? They can could I, call it community. <laughs> mm, mm. Can I just, just yes. say this? I have been through exactly one background check in my entire life. Yeah. And apparently the people who do background checks, completely worthless. You know why? Don't do background checks on them. Joining us now on the Manzel Hotline, put your man boobs in a Manzel today, is Archie Miller, coach of the University Dayton Flyers. Yeah, hey, how's it going? Everybody? Coach, how you how you doing yeah. there? Yeah, all right, whatever. You're joining us live from the winning locker room. You just defeated Stanford to go to the Elite Eight. Congratulations. Yeah, so what of it? What do you mean? So this what is what of it? This is incredible. Isn't this exciting for you? you no. 
This has been We're upset after seed. upset yeah. after you upset. Are, yeah, you're telling me. Upset. That's what I am. Upset after upset after upset. How could you how could you be upset you're about the coach this? Your of the team, team is overachieving. Yeah, the number 11 seed team. Yeah. The coach of the number 11 seed team that has now gone on to the Elite Eight. Yeah. Being yeah. Stanford. Do you know how fucked my bracket is? My bracket is so fucked that I expect to find it in a gutter in New York City. That's how fucked it is, alright? It should be in a whorehouse in Thailand. That's how fucked my bracket is, alright? Hey, well, Archie, I mean, it's just, yeah. a, it's just a bracket, buddy. It seems like you'd be more happy about, you know, your, your job as coach of the University of Dayton Flyers. It seems like you'd be more happy about being this year's... Kesha's butthole. That's how <laughs> fucked it is, alright? No, look, look. Coach. A number, a number 11C going so far, I mean... Look, we all fill out brackets, right? We're oh, of course. Absolutely. We fill out brackets. Did you pick Dayton to go to the Elite Eight? I did you know, not. I picked Dayton to beat Ohio State University in the first round. How the hell would you have known that? <laughs> well, no, well, I, I didn't, but, but I picked them just in the first round, and I had them losing in the Did in the you very think next you were going to lose in the first round of Ohio State? Of course I did. <laughs> you got to play the seeds. You always play the seeds. Well, I mean, there was a lot of upsets this year. Yeah, okay. Three 12 seeds Okay, won. all right, okay. Well, it's just, I <laughs> Coach. think, listen, I, and you look at the history of University of Dayton basketball. You guys actually did advance to the national title game in 1967. Yeah. But other than that, you know, three NIT championships since then, but not not a whole lot going. Right. You'd think that the odds would be that we would lose rather quickly, right? I mean, that would yeah, be that's odds. what everybody said. But you'd think as the coach of the team, you'd be pretty thrilled that you guys overcame the odds. Look, I am in the Miller family bracket, all right? The Miller uh, yeah. family That's bracket. your family, the Miller family. That's my family, because okay. that's my yeah. last name. Right. Genius. <laughs> Way to go, Veronica Mars. Look, that's it's the Miller family bracket, all right? And in the Miller family bracket, the person who wins the bracket doesn't have to do chores for a year. A year? Yep. Yeah. The, fa- the rest of the family has to, has to take up the slack. Okay. All right. Do you know that my child, my eight-year-old child... <laughs> Pick Dayton to go all the way because he said, that's daddy's team. That's daddy's team. It's going to go all the way. Yeah. And I went, you dumb fuck. You stupid fucking asshole. That look, dude, look at the numbers next to the team names, you dumb piece of shit. Look, I should. I should. You were awfully coach. cruel to your child. I mean, I mean, there's tough love. I know you're a coach. You're probably a very strict disciplinarian, but it seems a little harsh to an eight-year-old child. Yeah, well, you think the eight-year-old child is going to be nice to me when I'm doing his chores for a year? Huh? Do you think that he's going to say, oh, Daddy, thank you for doing my chores. Now he's going to forget about it and play his Xbox, dumb piece of shit. How many chores were you giving your eight-year-old child to do? Hey, my eight-year-old child's going to be a star basketball player, right? He's going to play for a good college, all right? (laughs) Not the University of Dayton. No, he's going to play for a good college like Ohio State or Syracuse. (laughs) Jeez, or maybe be- even Stanford. Syracuse, Syracuse, these are all teams you beat. Syracuse yeah. was even like, I had you guys losing to Broke. Syracuse. <laughs> the other team's choked. <laughs> Choke. Well, I guess, I mean, Syracuse, I think we all agree, started the season great, then basically yeah. fell apart at the end of the regular season and yeah. looked capable of losing to any team. Uh, yeah. Including. <laughs> any, including. The Dayton. Dayton. <laughs> yeah. Including Dayton. That's what I thought as I was filling out the Miller family bracket. <laughs> yeah. Right? What can you tell us maybe a little bit about uh, else about your bracket? Yeah. yeah, okay. So the bracket's been fucked since day 1, all right? <laughs> it's true been for a so lot of fucked. People. How bad it has it been? It was a drunk sorority girl at 4 a.m. It was fucked from day 1. The first night I went, 
you are crawling with STDs bracket because you have been fucked so many times. All right. Okay. Uh, Do you want to tell us about maybe some of your other picks outside of picking your own school to lose in the first round? Yeah. Here's a pick for you. Here's a pick for you. All right. Duke. All right, Duke. Yeah. yeah, Duke is a pretty good team, right? I had yes. Duke, I had Duke losing historically an excellent team. Yes, I had him going a little ways, huh? <laughs> I had him in the final two. I've never heard of Mercer. <laughs> I am a college basketball coach, you would, and I've never heard of Mercer. You would think that you would have heard of Mercer. Yeah, and you know what? You know what? At the end of that game, you know what happened in my bracket? What? It was laying down leg spread. <laughs> all right. A hundred firemen around it, shirtless, sweaty, saying, you know what? Fuck me. Fuck me. I'm a bracket. Fucked. They run, a, they run the train on your bracket? They ran yeah. the train is on my bracket. You know what? Oklahoma, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma, five seed. You know what that means? First round going up against a 12 seed, North Dakota. So everybody... Picks Oklahoma. You know what Oklahoma picked? What? To rape my bracket in the mouth. <laughs> That's how fucked my bracket got. It took it in the mouth and the ear canal at the same time with one dick. Oh, God. Yeah, the that physics is dis- are improbable. This is disturbing this is, this imagery. This is a family podcast, Archie. Yeah. We you are only explicit tag today. It was a family today. bracket until it got <laughs> fucked. It was a family bracket. I could show it to my kids. Until it got fucked so horrific, it should be on HBO. That's how fucked it gets. Okay, all right. Okay, Archie. Listen, it's I guess it's just a little shocking that you care more, apparently care more about your family bracket than you do the team that you coach, which won, you know, with the last second layup, a buzzer beater they won with in that first round game. Yeah. If Phil were here, he would be telling you how awesome that is. Well, you know why Phil isn't here? You know why? Because he's getting burritos. Because he saw my bracket and went, that looks like an easy lay, and he's in the bathroom (laughs) fucking it right now. I sincerely doubt that Phil is currently having sex with your bracket at the moment. Uh, We can go check on that. I'm pretty sure he is. If that were true, then I'm not going to want to eat my burrito. Look, look, when I'm playing the game, I support Dayton, all right? I support the hell out of Dayton during the game. As soon as the game ends, it's bracket time, and okay. my bracket is covered in semen. Now, do you would you have, now you're going up against, I believe, Florida or UCLA in yeah. the next game? Is that correct, Coach? Oh, that's correct. And and who who did you pick that to to play, not your team in that in that game? You know who I picked to play in that game? Who? Florida. Florida. You know why I picked Florida? Why? Because they were the number one seed. <laughs> they were unfuckable. They can't be. They were wearing a chastity belt. That's how much they couldn't be fucked. Yeah. So how do you feel? That was Tim Tebow's cock. That's how much their bracket couldn't get fucked. It's not that Tim Tebow's bracket couldn't couldn't get fucked. It's that it opted not. It's Clint Howard. It can't get fucked. Who is Clint Howard? That's that's Ron Howard's brother. He's very ugly. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's not very good. Good reference, coach. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So how would you feel about a matchup with uh, UCLA or Florida? You know how I'd feel about it. How'd you, I would feel like we got by on a fucking wing and a prayer this long. <laughs> and we're going to be so, we're going to be there. We're going to be ready to go. I'm going to coach the hell out of it. And then I'm going to go home and I'm going to blow my load all over my bracket. Because it's a dirty whore. 
Okay, all right. No, uh, I should probably go, though. My year-old yeah. son is here with me. All right. Oh, oh yeah. okay. well, hey, that hey, is uh, really terrible. Tell me, said awful. hi, and uh, yeah. good luck uh, in, the, in the chore contest. And the we Miller will be bracket. calling child services as soon as we hang up. All right, I got to go fuck my bracket. The semen's starting to dry. Right. Okay. Bracket's fucked! For you, the listeners of Sports 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 Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I personally recommend a wonderful book called The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Joel saw the movie. He said that it was okay. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash comedypodcastnetwork for your free audiobook. And now it's time for another Weird Sports Weird Sportsman. What's weird? Who's weird? Who do we got this week? This week's Weird Sportsman, Chris Weber. Chris Weber. How weird Chris? was Chris Weber? Weber. Oh, this you know, well, this is kind of March Madness themed. It, it is. is March Madness themed. I was looking for a shooty hoops player. Found one <laughs> in Chris basketball. Still called basketball. Weber. Joe and I will both be intimately familiar with Chris Weber. So Ooh, yeah. I get what you're saying. Intimately. <laughs> it's got candlelight here. It's I great. Meant. All right. Mace Edward Christopher Chris Weber the third. Wait, his first name is actually Mace? Mace Edward Christopher How? Chris Weber the third. How do you become an athlete and not stick with Mace? That's pretty sweet. Especially if you're gonna be like an intimidating power forward. Mace. Mace. Chris. Mace Weber. Chris, Mace, Chris. You get that shit out of my house. You don't, don't step know. to Mace Weber. Yeah. Weber kind of softens the mace. It I does a like. little. Yeah. Mace. Weber. We could just go with Webb. Mace Webb. Oh, I like that. It sounds like Dog the Bounty Hunter's right? real name. Yeah. I was going to say, that sounds like someone that invested a lot in like natural gas or something. Yeah. Mace Webb. That's <laughs> yeah. true. I'm a billionaire now. Sorry. He was born March 1st, 1973. He's a retired American professional basketball player. He's a five-time NBA All-Star, a five-time All-NBA team member, a former NBA Rookie of the Year, and former number one overall NBA draftee. I thought he was like the third overall pick. Uh, yeah. First... Overall NBA yeah. draft I'm, team. I'm, I'm, that make... I was acknowledging that I was incorrect. I did not mean to imply that you were not correct. As a collegiate athlete, he was an NCAA men's basketball first team All-American and led the University of Michigan uh, Wolverines. Sorry, actually, I'm I'm looking at the record books right now. I don't believe he was an NCAA collegiate athlete. They vacated the games, yeah, not the awards, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> right, they didn't okay. vacate all yeah. Americans. That is so far over my head, I can't yeah. even see it anymore. <laughs> you'll, uh, you'll get there. <laughs> uh, he led the University of Michigan Wolverines 1991 incoming freshman class, known as the Fab Five, that reached the 1992 and 1993 NCAA Men's Division I Basketball Championship Games as freshmen and sophomores. Yep. Okay, <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> However, Weber was indicted by a federal grand jury. And stripped of his All-American honors. Oh, he was. He by was. the NCAA yeah. as a result of his direct involvement in the uh, like Ed said, Martin scandal. I was not I was not aware that he played any any basketball games while well, in uh, college. I thought he was just there for the education. Yeah. What? He's also yeah. a former National High School Basketball Player of the Year who led his high school city, Detroit County Day. DCD. To three Michigan State High School Basketball Championships. Ooh, three straight? Yeah, That's not bad. Even, even for, you know, top tier He was really guys. good. Yeah. He was really good. Yeah. Well, 
then let's do the time warp again. He had a high school career, he had a college career, an NBA career, Gold State Warriors, <laughs> Washington Blue Wizards, Sacramento Kings, Philadelphia 76ers, Detroit Pistons, second run with the Warriors, legal trouble. In 1998, Weber was arrested and charged with second-degree assault, Whoa. resisting arrest, possession of marijuana, driving under the influence of marijuana, and five other traffic-related violations. I don't remember any of this. After being pulled over for speeding on the way to a practice center at were the some NCI of these, Were center. some of these like, uh, traffic violations like from before that they were just now getting to him about? Or? My guess is if this came around, this was 1998, so this would have been around the same time he was indicted. Yeah. So I think that probably overwhelmed <laughs> the news, the whole perjury thing. Yeah. I don't know. That's a lot of things. Like, if I was a news reporter, I'd be like, that's a good way to fill five minutes. Yeah. I think it's one of those things. The cops pull you over. You're only going to get one ticket if you cooperate. But if right. you resist arrest, right. they're going to feel like marijuana, driving under marijuana, more it's, marijuana, it's hard for me. flat tire. My experience with cops has always been if you are completely honest and straightforward about everything that you were doing, they will let you off. I am also white. We should specify that. That Boo, could mean Joel. there's a different Boo, experience with me Joel. than other people. <laughs> <Boo>. <laughs> uh, Weber was eventually acquitted by a jury of the assault, resisting arrest, possession of marijuana, driving under the influence charge, and no. paid $560 in fines for lesser violations. Huh. A, a jury by a jury? There was what? a jury trial for all of this? And he, yeah. He, he, well. Later in 1998, during the offseason, while leaving Puerto Rico on a promotional tour for Fila Sneakers, Weber paid a $500 fine after U.S. Customs found marijuana in his bag. Soon after, FIFA dropped Weber as you know, an endorser. I did not know about these. These explain maybe a lot about Chris Weber's professional career. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. University of Michigan basketball scandal. In 2002, Weber was charged for lying to a grand jury as part of a larger investigation of a numbers gambling operation run by University of Michigan basketball program booster Ed Martin. I did not know about the gambling. Yeah, and Ford oh, yeah. Motor well, Company I mean, plants. He, he was, he was, yeah. I knew he was taking money. I did not know there was a. That, that's he the, was none of the players. Well, that we know of were involved in the gambling aspect. Yeah. I believe it's just Ed Martin was basically running with like the sh shady people. You and don't one of the, say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some Sounds of them like being like gamblers and like union guys, basically. Yeah. Yeah. The investigation originally focused on the numbers, operation, and tax evasion soon widened to include the University of Michigan basketball program. So was this like an old school numbers racket? Sounds like it. What's Sounds an like old school numbers them? racket? It's yeah. when they all wear hats and go, meow, see meow, meow, numbers, meow, see meow. Yeah, so, oh, I'd so, like a number, please. Yeah, here's a number. Huh? Yeah, like back in the day, they didn't they didn't have, like, the lottery, and I guess it was, there was, you know, the, if you didn't necessarily have a bookie, like, I think they they basically, you know, you would. You Who's would, this weird sportsman again? Chris Weber. All right. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Martin was you convicted <laughs> on uh, counts of tax evasion and robbery and was scheduled to testify on the financial connection between himself and Weber at a sentencing hearing, but died of a heart attack before the hearing, also known as taking the easy way out. <laughs> and now it's because he loved too much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I could sit and talk about the, uh, the Martin scandal the entire time, but I'd rather go to African-American artifacts. Weber has a personal collection of African-American artifacts, which he began collecting in 1994. Upon entering the NBA, he began collecting artifacts, starting with the purchase of two slave records. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's historical. Yeah. Yeah, but the records, um, those are dark. Those, it's, it's dark, dark, but it's also an interesting, I mean, that's a chapter of our history. Ooh. I don't know that this I is I thought it was going to be like, like, you know, like Martin Luther King's pocket square. Right. 
I like would think some, so. Like, he yeah. might also have stuff like that, but you know. Weber believes that these artifacts are a reflection of his beliefs and aspirations. He initially collected them as encouragements to face life obstacles. However, he had no intention on exhibiting them until the growth of his collection prompted additional storage. I found that weird. Like, if a museum's like, hey, those slave documents like, will still be in your thing. He's like, no, it's not ready yet. He's just a collector. Okay. I would. I don't know. I think it's cool. Yeah, sure. His collection now includes an original 1901 publication of the autobiography of Booker T. Washington. Oh, that's various cool. documents, letters, and postcards signed by Frederick Douglass, Martin Luther King Jr., and Malcolm X. When not on public Presumably exhibit. including the pocket square. Probably. Right. Yeah. When not uh, on public exhibit, these artifacts are stored at the Sacramento Public Library's archival vault. Yeah, in previous the years. The most visited public library archival <laughs> vault in town. Right, exactly. In Sacramento, <laughs> in the greater Sacramento area. Uh, in previous years, Chris Weber collection has previously been featured in the Crocker Art Museum and Owain State University. Go Detroit. That's really cool. Yeah, right? Yeah. That's the niftiest thing I've ever heard about Chris Weber. Yeah. And not at all weird. Uh, it was well, a little, okay. it's, it's a little it's weird. Well, okay, it's weird in that it's not a uh, behavior that most people participate in. But weird doesn't necessarily mean bad, guys. All right, I'm going to burn through this one, and we're not going to make comment on it for 10 seconds. We're going to stay quiet, all right? right. Weber has also produced hip-hop records, including two songs from the rapper Nas, Blunt Ashes, and Surviving the Times. And that brings an end to another Weird Sports Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the close another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, we're, we're going to bring back on the line University of Dayton Flyers basketball coach Archie Miller. Hey, Archie, are you there? Oh, I can't believe you're making me do this. Yeah, could you give you our, give out our contact information uh, You there? can email us at sports, sports, sports podcast at gmail.com. That's sports, sports, sports podcast gmail.com. You can tweet at us at sports number three podcast. That's at sports number three podcast. And when you do it, don't fuck us. And you can find us on Facebook by searching Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast, your little top bar thingy. You can find us on Stitcher Radio. Download, don't fuck, the Stitcher app today at Stitcher.com and search for the Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast. You can find us on YouTube by going to YouTube.com slash ComedyPodNet. That's YouTube.com slash ComedyPodNet. While you're there, please subscribe and don't fuck. You can find us on iTunes by searching Sports the Number 3 Space Podcast at Sports the Number 3 Space Podcast. Or you can find all of our back episodes at ComedyPodcastNetwork.com. I'm fucked! Uh, hey, Archie. Yeah? You know, I just went back and looked at my bracket from the Sports, Sports, Sports uh, bracket pool. Oh, yeah? How'd you do? Turns out I had Dayton picked to go to the Final Four. You son of a How bitch. How about that? You son of a bitch. I hate you, you fucker. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.